I am Kurt. And I'm Luke. We are glad to be here. It is episode 12 coming to wow. this place of just really being excited about what God is doing. Super exciting. And uh, man, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to all the faithful people who have been either listening or watching, yeah. um, you know, because we're glad that this turns into a podcast after yeah, the live show. Especially those of you who have come up to us and yeah. given us feedback. Um, I know I really welcome that because I, I, I want to know that this is being useful and that uh, you're getting something out of this. Yeah, well, we definitely so. do. We want to make sure that, that you know it's fulfilling its purpose. And uh, Luke, it's really cool. This was actually your idea and you went to Pastor Zach. I don't think we've said that on the show before, but I just want to bring that up. I think it's so cool um, that we're at a church body where you know somebody has this real passionate idea and they've prayed through it. And it's like, hey, I'm seeing this. And it's like, all right, let's go ahead and let's let's step into this. So Amen. I think it's really awesome. Amen. Well, well, and that's the thing. I, I don't really see it as, a, as it being my idea. It came through me, but it was definitely the Lord's idea. And I'm like, you know, every church should have a breakdown. Yeah, I really think so. You're practicing that really well today. It's not me. It's the Lord. You're it doing is. a good job, man. It it's is, awesome. Though. I get it. it it's so good. Hey, so we were here on Sunday. Just want to let you know about a couple of changes. Really important. What we might say housekeeping. Want to let you know, Pastor Zach was hitting from the pulpit on Sunday. Service time changes. Yes. So this upcoming Sunday, just about three or four days from now, will be our final service at 9 a.m. We're now moving to 8.30 and 11. 11. So we want to encourage you to be here. And that is also leading us into our Easter service coming up in April, where we're going to have three services. So we'll start on Saturday night at 6 p.m. And then we'll have two services again, 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. on the Sunday of be Easter. So fun. It's really exciting. So fun. And one final plug yeah. here before we get into our mm -hmm. show today is just, you know, I'm rocking this Sherpa to my uh, brother there, Wally. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Some Mark Men stuff here. And that just got me thinking about um, if you're a guy, you know, Luke and I, and so many of us have really taken the time and really been blessed by the ministry of the marked man and we've got this great i'm in conference coming up on april the 2nd we really want to encourage you to be there get to hpc.church to register today absolutely. absolutely so we're here on sunday and pastor zach is talking about the remnant some some something that you know he talked about if you were here in the early days of the church you would have seen this you would have heard this um and it doesn't have this sense of like we're the elite no. But I really love the way that he defined what the remnant actually is. And what, what he brought home to us is that the remnant is unlike a scrap. A scrap is what is left behind when what was useful had to be scrapped. But a remnant is what is left behind when the rest had to be scrapped. Yes. So it's so, it's so good to see that the remnant mm -hmm. really is what we want to be. And we actually choose to become the remnant. I don't know if I said that right. I don't know if that, uh, that no, came No, you did. Okay. You did. No, for sure. For sure. And, and the thing is, you know, uh, when he started talking about the remnant, I was noticing my my connotations, my ideas of yeah. remnant is small, scrappy. Yeah. Um, can we do something with this? And it's like, no, that's not the idea. Yeah, the idea is the remnant is this is the good piece. Mm. And the good piece doesn't even necessarily have to mean small. That's right. You know? That's right. Because uh, like you have, it, 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 but in a spiritual application, it's those who are truly pursuing the heart of God, those who have the Holy Spirit in them and are moving where the Father wants them to go. That's it. And it has nothing to do with the size. Because mm -hmm. you can think back to, um, you know, like Elijah, like Elijah was like, I'm the only one left. 
and God says, no, you're not the only one left. Here's all these others I was just thinking the same who thing. have not bowed the knee to Baal. That's right. It's so important. It is like, okay, that remnant is not the negative. It's not the scrap. It's really what is left over that God wants to use. And we get to choose, like I, I heard you say, we get to choose to be a part of it. So it was so cool. Mm-hmm. So before we even got into the message, we're here. And this is part of why we have the breakdown is to be able to talk a little bit about what actually transpires on a Sunday mm-hmm. service. And so Pastor Zach started in worship and he was saying, listen, I really feel this need right now that we need to pray over the churches in the area. And so, you know, it's one thing to say that it's another thing altogether to actually bring people up. That's a first step. And then the second thing to say, we want you to name your church, name the church that yes. you've been a part of the day that you want, that you want or, to bring Or up. what's on your heart. Or what's or on what's your heart, on your okay? Heart. And I think everybody was praying for a church that they may have previously been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so good. And, and what's interesting is that I don't know what was in Pastor Zach's mind because he knew the word or some part of the word that he was going mm-hmm. to preach that day. Right. But it definitely was a great preparation and segue into that, where we were headed with the message. Total, right, and that's totally what came came to my mind uh, when when we're listening to the message and then especially after on Monday morning, I was like, wow, what happened mm-hmm. with that prophetic word and the praying over to churches is a perfect illustration of what it means to be the remnant. That's it. Because we fall into this idea of this church versus that church. It's very easy. Yeah. It's very, very easy. And my church. This is my right. church now. Right. But it's like, that's not what it is. Is you know God is building us into a spiritual house. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. And to me, it's one thing to talk about being the body universal. It's another thing altogether to say, we're not only going to pray over mm-hmm. the local churches and churches that are on our hearts, but we're going to ask you to name them. We're going to be praying. And it's not a we're better than you type thing. It literally is being the body. And I want to say, you know, we uh, there's a few of us for years now that we've had this vision and focus that we're going to see these denominational mm. walls come down, these walls that have separated us because Jesus is coming back for one bride. Right. He's not coming back for a scattered, fragmented bride. No, He's coming back for the bride, that remnant, yes. and it will be whole and it will be healthy. And if we can't get our stuff together where we can work with one another and pray for one another and settle on the majors, then man, we're totally missing the mark. Exactly. So it's so exactly. awesome. And then of course, uh, you know, first service, we have Jackie Santos who is operating in that prophetic gifting, showing up here and saying, I've got this word and what a confirmation to mm. where we just came from. And then I, it was so good. I know that if you were here second service, Pastor Zach asked her to come back up and share it again, but it was really about those, uh, the the shepherd being struck and the sheep yeah. being scattered as a, as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, that heart of what happened is that's the heart of the message is mm-hmm. we are to be called to pursue the father and and pers- and have intimacy with him mm-hmm. to a point that we feel his heartbeat and we don't fall prey to these systems of man but we're we're following his heart and we're seeing what is how is he moving not only just in my life not just in my church but in this area, in this region, and in the world, and seeing our and and seeing ourselves as part of that, yeah. And and to me, that that fills me with so much excitement because, it really like, does. it's not just about my little old life. That's right. You know, my life is part of a big, big movement that God has started from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And even to see Luke that it's it's not even just about me and my life and my church. 
it is about the church at large mm. and what God is really doing nationally, globally, whatever that may be. And we're a part of that. And so it's so beautiful to come together and to see that. So I just think that was just such a, an awesome display, which really paved the way for the message. And, you know, you you really kind of were breaking down like how you would make a synopsis on Sunday's yes. message. And I love this. Yes. So I'd love for you to share that. Okay. So this, the main the the main synopsis of, of the message. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I choose to be part of the remnant. We get to be we get to choose if we want to be part of the useful part of God's kingdom. That's it. We are being built into a spiritual house. Jesus is the cornerstone. We are to be unified under his name. I follow him, not a set of teachings or a religious figurehead or personality or church. The Lord of armies is my fear and dread. I don't follow the world and its ways. Mm-hmm. Which is so important when, you know, Pastor Zach was bringing us to um, Isaiah chapter 8, verses 9 through 14, and really studying through this. And I just want to say, as we get into this today, you know, this is the important part about going back and and re-listening to the message, going back and re-listening or watching the breakdown and getting into the message again and hearing it again, because it it kind of, it's too much to say, okay, I'm going to get it all on Sunday morning in 40, 45 minutes. We are going to meditate on, on it all week long. Mm. We are going to be thinking through, mm-hmm. you know, what did that actually mean? And mm. then what we do as followers of Christ, we invite the Holy Spirit. Yes. Okay, Holy Spirit, what what was actually being communicated? What do you want me to derive from this? Mm-hmm. And what's that truth that's being mm-hmm. revealed? And yeah. one of the things, I had to I listened to the message twice, and it's important. I find myself, and and it's really interesting. I find myself rehearsing the word mm. all week long through the mm-hmm. Sunday. I don't just mean the word of God. I mean the word that the Lord yeah. is bringing forth right. from Pastor Zach or whoever it may be. Mm-hmm. Just meditating on that all week long and saying, "Okay, Lord, you know this is something you're speaking to our area, to our region, to your to your bride right now." Mm. So, if, you know, when Pastor Zach brought us to Isaiah eight and the first verse here, nine, be broken, you peoples, and be shattered. And listen, all remote places of the earth, get ready, yet be shattered. Get ready, yet be shattered. My mind is kept going to this passage that I love from Jesus. And, and it's mm. in Matthew 21, 44. And he says, listen, whoever falls on this stone, this truth, he's referring to himself, will be broken or shattered. But on whomever this stone fall, falls, it will grind him to powder. And just this contrast of yeah. if we let the Lord break us, right? if we fall on him, then that external piece, everything we've built up from the world will be broken off of us and we remain. Right, right. We remain. But if we don't submit to that Mm -hmm. process, then that truth of who he is will crush us to powder. Right, exactly. And that's that's what, uh, as we travel down the passage in Isaiah, we get to, you know, at the end of the thing, it's the Lord of armies is who we are to regard as holy. We're not supposed to, you know, fall victims to the the ideologies and the conspiracies or the fears of the world. It's no, we follow the Lord yeah. and I'm living for him because if I don't live for him, then yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be the, the thing that I fear and dread, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's going to be my undoing. But when we do that, he becomes a sanctuary. Um, and then for those who aren't doing that, he's going to be a stumbling block. Mm. And he's going to be a rock of offense. Yeah. And it really is important. This is not just in Isaiah, this messianic prophet, mm-hmm. this messianic writing. This is all the way to where Jesus comes to fulfillment in the New Testament. That way yes. he talks about yes. this gospel. He talks about him being a stumbling block. Mm. And we are seeing that today. Right. And I just think, you know, 
bringing this passage and breaking it all down, coming to a couple of things we wanted to talk about, um, this idea of conspiracies. It was interesting. I was talking with somebody recently and all over the board on all the conspiracies. And I'm like, wow, I was like, what, why is God saying in this passage? Like, don't call it a conspiracy. And I love that Zach said, even if, even if it's true, even if it's true, even if, even if true. the conspiracy is true and it's actually real, yeah. Yeah. don't get caught up on that. Mm -hmm. It will totally derail. And I was meditating on this earlier. You know, whatever we make our focus gets magnified in yes. our mind. Yeah. And so if we're magnifying this conspiracy, we're unintentionally making it bigger right. than our God. Right. Right. And I, I I think in some ways this harkens back to what Jesus says, you know, be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. So That's it's it. like it's don't walk in ignorance of the world. For sure. For sure. But it's you're not to you're not to you're not supposed to let it overwhelm you because we're following him. That's right. You know? Um and you know, in in first Peter two Peter references this this uh, this passage in Isaiah, and I, it kept playing in my head. You know, we get down to verse eight in First uh, Peter chapter two. You know, he's he says, you know, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Now, mm -hmm. what is he referring to? He's referring to Jesus, because the whole goal is we are, and starting in verse four, Peter says, and coming to him to God as a living stone which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe, but for those who disbelieve— the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Mm -hmm. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word and to this doom they were also appointed. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possessions, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And you know, that's the whole thing is Jesus is our cornerstone. Yes. yes. And we are to be unified in him. Mm -hmm. And and that's what Pastor Zach was getting at when he's saying to be unified under any name other than the name of God yeah. is to be broken. Yeah. But we are unified in Christ. Mm. And so if Christ is my cornerstone, the person of Christ, then that then dictates how I relate to the church yep. and the world that's right. and how I see my role in it. So so let's let let's go more into that. Yeah, well, I think that's a great point. And that's kind of what I was jumping ahead to, to yeah. this idea of conspiracies and fear where we ended the passage on Sunday. But even before that is what we saw take place in the worship service with the churches and praying for other churches and the unity that started to develop. You know, you can't, you really can't hate and be upset with what you are praying for. For. Mm. And if you've come from a place of brokenness and you've been in a church where you can see the hurt and you can see the pain, beginning to pray for and praying over that church really softens your heart. And one of the things that we learn through our yielding here at His Providence Church is, Lord, show me them the way that you see them. Mm. And I just keep getting 
coming back to this place of that, that is the true, the difference between being broken and set apart and not unified or being unified and yet still being shattered. Get ready, yet be shattered. You know, mm-hmm. it's that place where there's unity, but we're collective. We're the remnant. We're set apart. We're the part that remains. And that that unity that we have when we're praying for and believing that God is going to move and letting him, letting him right. determine, you know, how he wants to move in different churches. And you and I were talking earlier this week, just you kept saying this term and I'm like, you kept saying tribalism. Yeah. You know, we become so identified with this church or this group that we're a part of and we think it's elite. Well, because I think when we read, you know, when we read in in, in First Peter, oh, we're, you're being built into a spiritual house. Yeah. The, our first thought is in, maybe in your mind is you actually picture your church that you go to every Sunday. It's like, oh right. yeah, our spiritual house. Yeah. And we we often reference our church as a house. And that's where our mind goes. But it's like, no, you're being built into a spiritual house, a yes. house that transcends that transcends every every little church, every denominational line. Yes. And what's the what's the only requirement? It's just that that you're being built into the house that on which Jesus is the cornerstone. That's right. That's right. You know? And so that dismantles the tribalism, but we are wired for that from our <laughs> sin nature. We are wired for yeah. tribalism, this person versus that person. Yeah. Because that's what Satan wants to do. He will he will add things to divide them, like Jamal was talking about so when he good. preached. That's right. And this is where we, you know, Pastor Zach comes up with, you know, he's had people harass him about not having yeah. statements of faith on the website. Ironically enough, I was listening to some of the core values he was sharing with me today, and I'm like, those could be our statements of faith. You know, I mean, but yes. I just I just thought it was interesting because it's like, oh, you sh- you would just do so much better if you had statements of faith. And, you know, my wife and I were talking about this later on. Man, if if there are statements of faith up there, mm-hmm. I love this because I grew up around this tenants and statements of faith. I think so many of us did. And it's yeah, like, but we're absolutely. automatically determining before we get there, if that's something we can be a part of, not even stepping into and seeing if the Holy Spirit wants us to be a part of that because right. the father ultimately knows what's best for you and for me. And and I mean it is it's a very it's it's a very delicate subject. I know. I know like for me when when he got to that point, even me a little bit, I was like, oh, this is tough. <laughs> um you know yeah. <laughs> it's tough because especially, you know, as someone who values the word of God and truth, it's like, no, but Zach, truth. We we need truth. Like people need to know the truth. And but I, I was like, you know what? I need to pause. Yeah. And, you know, the Holy Spirit, like, showed me. It's like, no, this is about Jesus being the cornerstone. Yes. And so we get people to build their life on the cornerstone. So good. And if that, if their encounter with Christ is real, then the Holy Spirit is now in them. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will guide them into all truth. Come on. So... And so from that, yeah, there is truth. And there are things about God uh, God and Christ that are non-negotiable. So when we say we don't want statement of faith, we're not saying that, oh, everything goes. It's just that that's not what reaches people. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of someone reading a statement of faith and being like, oh, yeah, I believe this. No, it's statement of faiths are for people who already have encountered Christ and then they've fallen into sectarianism or yeah. tribalism, yep. you know? Yep. Does well, that make sense? It, it makes total sense. Like, like you were saying, you know, nobody, nobody really, not that we've heard of, are, nobody's really getting saved from a statement of faith. Right. It's possible, but you're right. A statement of faith. And this is where I think the Lord is probably tired of this church shopping mm-hmm. that we've been doing. I'm looking for another church because we, what we do is we become faithful for a while 
And then when something goes wrong or we disagree with the pastor, but if you are the one that brought yourself there to begin with because you agree with the statement of faith, then you are the one that can take yourself out when you don't necessarily agree anymore. Mm. However, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you because you've gone to the place and he's revealed to you that you belong there, then you can remove yourself when you don't necessarily agree with everything because the Father is honing, sharpening, shifting, creating that remnant that will be beautiful for him. Right. So I want to jump down because we're kind of closing in on on like the last eight minutes here, but I want to bring us to this place where the scripture and pastors act were bringing us on Sunday, this concept of the conspiracies and the fear. And man, I'll tell you what we spent, you know, I know that Zach is not keen on um, a sermon series, but if you listen from the first of the year till now, so many points keep coming up. So many similar points. The Holy Spirit is speaking through all these different messages. Mm -hmm. One week he said, you may have to kill your news app. You may have to shut off your news. And when we think about the conspiracies, man, there's no shortage of information in our world today from YouTube to all these different things. And if we're being taught and preached at from all those things, we're not really listening and focusing on the word of God. No. And we're, we're, we're getting caught up and it really is a distraction. Mm-hmm. Oh, this could be the truth. Yeah. If that is true, if that conspiracy is actually truth, how is it going to help you right. and, pro- and progress the gospel to find out that that's actually happening? Right. Right. And, and I think this is where we apply the theology that we learned last week mm-hmm. with Pastor Daniel, but God, but God. So you can have this, the, scariest conspiracy, the most corrupt system. You can have the, the the scariest event taking place in the world, but at the end of the day, it's but God. Yeah. But God. And so the Lord of armies, he is the one that we fear. He is our dread. Yeah. Now we we can walk and we need to know what's going on sure. in the world. And For we sure. use our wisdom. For sure. Because God he op- he uses us within this broken system. He does. But we are not to be caught up into it. We That's are right. in it, but only in as much that we are saying, Lord, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and let it come through me. That's so good. And then we move into this final place that we were touching the other day, which was this concept of fear. And it doesn't mean, you know, that it's not going to be dreadful. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be fearful. It just means that what you just mentioned, the scripture, God himself saying through the prophet Isaiah, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies is the one really you should be dreading and fearing. And and it's not that really is reverential. It's not this, oh, we right. should be scared right. of God. No. Because the writer of Hebrews says, you didn't come to Mount Sinai. You came to Mount Zion. He has my attention yeah. because he is all powerful. Yeah. You know, the final thing I wanted to touch today, Luke, which I guess can be um, a difficult concept for some people, but I grew up with it. I think you grew up with it as well. It kind of was woven into Pastor Zach's message. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it was this 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 principle of tithing. Mm. And what I really loved was you see this element, you see this principle, this law take place in the Old Testament with Abram and Mel- Melchizedek. And then we see it all the way through. God is asking for it and leading the children of Israel. And so some people will say, well, that's an Old Testament, you know, teaching and belief and Christ fulfilled Mm -hmm. the law. And Zach said it so clearly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he has totally fulfilled the law, but the principle still has purpose today. Well, because if if my life is built on the cornerstone Mm -hmm. and I'm going after the Lord of armies, knowing that he's my protection, who is the one that's providing for me? It's him, right? Now, the conspiracies of the world 
or the the wisdom of the world if you will will be like oh you you need to you know work your work your finances and you need to do everything you can to build up yeah, build, build, on build, build yep. hold on to what you have because Store it can up. go away like that which that's true and it's Partially there's true. nothing wrong with with stewarding and do, and and being responsible but that's the point i'm stewarding because the stuff that i have is not mine it's god's yeah. and so when i tithe that's that's like a physical representation of god i i'm building my life on you to the point that even though i could find useful things good things to use to do with this money not necessarily not even frivolous things i could invest it you know but I'm going to sh- give you these first fu- fr- first fruits Correct. because you are my sustenance. Correct. And you know, if you really want want help in the area of tithing or really understanding it, and and I love our church because it's Pastor Zach says I don't get up here and and preach at you all the time tithing. You give as the Spirit leads you. But I'll tell you what, you could share testimony. I could share testimony. I'm sure we all could share endless. Many of us could share endless mm-hmm. testimony of what happens when we give that ten and the Lord has put His blessing, commanded His blessing scripturally right. rather, commanded His blessing upon the ninety that we retain and rebukes the devourer for our sake and calls us a delightsome land. That's Malachi three ten. Mm. So if you're looking for like help in this area, listen. I'm a firm believer. Whenever I have an experience in my life and it doesn't line up with the word, then I need to choose. Either the word is going to be truth and established in my life. And so I have to adjust my experience. So I got to go to the word. I got to say, God, you know, I keep hearing about this. Is this really you? Well, check out Malachi 310. Check out um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Read what Paul is writing about Mm. the giving and just trust the Lord with your finances because it really is so beautiful in the end. Mm. And, And I really think that to grow in this, we have to go back to that principle of prayer. Yeah. And Zach talked a lot about that. And we have to develop our own relationship, our that's our it. own intimacy. And that and, and that's another amazing piece is Christ is your cornerstone. Yes. You don't have to go to him that's right. through another teacher. You don't have to go through him through a system or through a particular church. It's you go right to him. Mm-hmm. And then we we don't, it's not that we don't need you know, good ideas. Well, no, we need we need things that come that are birthed in prayer. That's you know, right. he said we don't need another brainstorm session. We That's need another right. we need another intercession because that shows where our heart is. It's like I serve God and God lives in me and he speaks to me and he guides me into his truth. And so when we do that, then it makes it easier to to tithe and to and to go after him because we start to see we start to see it in action and, mm-hmm. and active. Yeah. It's so good. You know, I'll just say real quickly that the area of finances is so in, in integrally, you know, intricately woven, intricately woven into who we are as human beings mm-hmm. because we are working diligently. Right. You know, but when we understand that we're owners of nothing but mm. stewards of everything, everything, you know, whether that's your family, your finances, whatever it may be, your giftings, mm. we're really stewards of everything. Mm. And it's just awesome to learn to honor and to watch the Lord honor you right. because you choose to do so. So right. we're closing in on like the final minute, minute and a half here. Mm. Would you bring us to these practical? application points okay so well my computer died so i'll do i'll do my best but but basically (laughs) i got him right here (laughs) right so so it's is christ our cornerstone yeah ask yourself is christ your cornerstone and then if he is your cornerstone realize you're being built into a spiritual house yeah and this 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 is a house that transcends time it transcends space and then as as someone who is part of that house this big house you are his priest. And that was one, I think that was our first 
episode. Yeah, it was our first episode. We're a kingdom, kingdom of, of priests. priests. Which you read in First Peter, yeah. We are a kingdom of priests. So we go out and we minister, not in fear of the world, mm-hmm. not um, to be taken up by its ideologies, but we go out and we minister in prayer and, and seeing his kingdom come in us and then through us. And so my question is, where are we all on that process? Yeah. And just asking the Holy Spirit, where, where, where do I have to grow in this? How, how do you want me to, to, to apply this thinking in my life? Yeah. And then the only other point was really that we heard at the tail end of the message that we are the light, that we are called to shine forth mm. in this dark world. And that's really what the focus is. You know, as Jesus said, shine mm. your light. Right. And so are we really doing that? First of all, have we made Jesus our cornerstone? If not, what adjustments in our mm. life need to take place? We're only going to discover that through prayer, intimacy with the Father. Mm-hmm. And then are we shining that? Are we living that out? And that does take form in the way that we conduct ourselves as brothers and sisters, even at different churches, Mm -hmm. and it takes shape in the way that we conduct ourselves with the world. So lots of great dialogue today. Luke, would you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Father, we just thank you that you are great and that you are good Mm. and that you have provided a way for us through your son to come into uh, your kingdom and to be part of something greater than ourselves, that you take us and you purify us and then you use us. And so, Father, we submit to you. Father, we ask that you would show us how we are part of your remnant, that you would explode our minds, that we would see things the way you see them and not be caught up in in these divisions Mm -hmm. that Satan is trying to put into our path to put us into groups and pit us against each other. But we would look to you, see ourselves built upon your your son as the cornerstone. And so, Father, I pray that uh, you'd fill us with boldness, that you would fill us with sensitivity, that we would know that we are going after you and you alone alone and that we would see your kingdom come through us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Have a great night. We'll see you next week. Have a good night, guys.